Thank you for tuning in to the Maximum Advisor podcast. If you're a growth-minded financial advisor looking to grow and scale your practice, you're in the right place. Your host, Chip Munn, brings tips and best practices based on his experiences and has guests from financial advisors to industry experts sharing wisdom with one another because we're better together. And now, Chip Munn. Welcome back to the Maximum Advisor. I'm your host, Chip Munn, and today I'm excited to be joined by Brian Moran. Brian is the co-author of the New York Times bestseller, 12-Week Year, How to Get More Done in 12 Weeks Than Most in 12 Months. He is an author, a speaker, and a coach, and I had the privilege to hear him not too many months ago at an event and really just got a lot out of what uh, he had to say. One of the few times when I bought the book from Amazon while uh, I was still sitting in the room. Brian, welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Chip. Absolutely. Well, like I said, it was uh, interesting being able to sit in the audience and and listen to you talk about the 12-week year. I'll be honest with you, I tried it and, and I'm still part of the reason for wanting to talk to you is just really kind of getting myself re-engaged. It was such a great strategy, and so I'd love for our listeners to know more about it and for me to commit in 2020 to upping my game. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of how you got your start, Brian? You know, I started back in in, uh, college, working my way through college at UPS, and they promoted me into part-time management, which was an opportunity to... I was going a different path. I was getting a degree in physiology to be a strength coach, but I really enjoyed it. That took me down a completely different path, moved out to Southern Cal, got in with PepsiCo, and really just took off in terms of management and leadership and became a student of it, really, just reading and learning and trying everything I could and joined a consulting firm and worked with Fortune 1000 companies. And fast forward to when I started this company, it was really all about how do we, how do we help people really accomplish what they're capable of, whether it's an individual or entire organization. And so that's really what we do every day we're here is that's our quest. Our mission is to change lives. And so the 12-week year was born out of that quest and just looking at, you know, what are individuals, what are organizations need? And Chip, initially, I thought, well, you know, they need to be exposed to new ideas and they need help coming up with strategies and things like that. And then I realized that that's really not what they need. You know, they've all got great ideas. The breakdown was really around the execution. And so that's when started to work closely with what we would call the disciplines and principles that drive effective execution and ultimately high performance in, in any area, whether it's your business or your personal life. So you mentioned you were getting started to get a degree in physiology, and, and I, I think that's, you know, being a strengths coach, how did you make that jump from strength coach to really working on the execution and, and discipline in the business world? How do the two of those equate? You, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure they do other than I started down one path and then shifted. <laughs> but, you know, as I, as I got into leadership with with UPS and then with PepsiCo, you know, I realized that my success was really dependent on the people that I led and managed. And, and so it was a different game for me, you know, in, in sports and in school and in some of my earlier jobs, you know, it was all about if I performed well, you know, I succeeded. And when I got into leadership, it was really about influence. And so I'd always been a pretty hard worker and always looked for ways to do things better. I remember I had a paper route as a kid. Some of your listeners may or may not even know what that is, right? Some of the younger listeners, 
but you know, I would time myself. And so it was just something kind of wired in me that if I did something, I wanted to get better at it. And, and my dad very much coached my brother and sister as well on, on that. If you're going to do it, you know, do it to the best of your ability. And same thing happened when I got into business and started to look at, you know, how can I perform better? How can I help people perform better? And that really led to the, the journey and the path that I'm on, which ultimately led me to the to the 12-week year and the disciplines and the principles that drive high performance. So, Brian, what is the 12-week year as a concept? Where did it come from and, and what does it mean? So the 12-week year is a, a system designed to help you perform at your best day in and day out through more effective execution. Everybody's got great ideas. Everybody's got great intentions. The breakdown is 90 plus percent of the time is in the execution. It's not in the lack of idea or lack of resources. So business partner Mike Lennings and I started working around, you know, what's it take to execute at a high level? And in that process, we came across an athletic training process called periodization. I was familiar with it from back in my college days when I worked out, but we really saw it in a different light and we saw how it could have an effect and have an impact for our clients. And so periodization and athletics started in the 70s, used with only Olympic athletes, but it works so well. Today, it's used in just about every sport, whether you know it or not. And it's a process that uses focus and overload to create breakthrough performance. So we saw that. We said, you know, let's tweak that a little bit. Let's take the pieces from that that we think we can apply in business and our personal life. And that's how the 12-week year was born, because one of the tenets of periodization in athletics is you focus on a particular skill or discipline for a short period of time. And one of the things we were struggling with as we were working with our clients was we did what everybody does, right? We set annual goals and built annual plans, and we broke them down quarterly and monthly and weekly, but we were still operating in the context of an annual event. Even in public companies where the quarterly numbers matter, it's still this mindset that, look, as long as we hit the annual number, we're okay. And that mindset of, I've got lots of time, allows us to put things off. And so the 12-week year was created to really create a healthy sense of urgency. Not a stressed-out sense of urgency that people feel at the end of the year because they're desperate, but just a healthy sense of urgency to more consistently do the things that that matter most day in and day out. So our clients work in the context of every 12 weeks as a year, where there's a hard line in the sand, where we measure our success or failure, where we take time off, we celebrate, we reload, we go again. And there aren't four of those in the year. That's annualized thinking. It's just this 12-week year followed by the next and so on. Rather than taking then that 12-month goal and saying, all right, I'm going to work at it a little bit at a time, this is instead taking one goal for one period of time or several goals, but for a a 12-week period of time and really working really hard towards that with a hard stop. Is that what you're saying? Yep, yep. Because, look, here's the thing. You may hit the goal in an annual cycle, but it's typically a lot of stress is created at the end of the year if you're behind, which most people are. And, but the thing that people don't realize is they, they leave all this capacity on the table earlier in the year because of the illusion of lots of time. Think about it. January rolls around. Everybody's thinking they're going to have their best year ever. Everybody's fired up. But we'll get to the end of January, and most people will be behind on their goal or their plan, and, and yet nobody's worried. Why is that? Well, because there's this, this notion, this thinking that says, oh, I got plenty of time. I got 11 months to catch up. And, and that's the bugaboo in terms of people performing at their best. You know, for people to, to really perform at what they're capable of isn't about working harder and longer. It's about capturing that capacity, which is about more focus on the things that really matter and eliminating some of the procrastination. And in the annual environment, 
it's just easy to procrastinate. And no matter, uh, even the most disciplined of us still procrastinate more in an annual cycle than you will in a 12-week year cycle. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. I, I think that you're exactly right. You have that short burst at the beginning of the excitement and then when you're looking at whether it's an, an assets under management goal or a production goal, you do fall into that mindset of, well, I've got plenty of time to get there. It's not nearly the same as, as a more accelerated you know, timetable and, and a different goal. So what would be a, I mean, when you work with, you guys work with a lot of financial advisors. Can you give me an example of what a 12-week year, kind of the goal and the structure might look like for somebody in our business? Yeah, first off, let me take a step back. And if you think about this industry, right, where's the bulk of the production come? It's the last few months of the year. And why is that? And some advisors will tell you, well, it's because people are ready to buy. They want to get in before the end of the year. There may be some of that. But when, when we coach people, um, what they quickly learn, is there's, there's enormous capacity throughout the year. In fact, one of my favorite stories is a gentleman we were working with did so well, he was able to take most of November and all of December off to celebrate the adoption of his new baby. And, and you know, in this industry, most advisors are pulling their hair out in that month and a half. And, and so it's really part of it's a mindset shift and part of it's a, a behavioral shift. But in, in a 12-week system, that you're going to set the goal. There may be you know, let's say there's an assets under management goal. Let's say there's a life insurance goal, whatever, maybe one, maybe two goals. And we're going to build out a tactical plan. And the thing about 12-week planning, when I say tactical, people think they know what that means. Most people plan conceptually. And that's part of the breakdown and execution. You know, get referrals, cross-sell, that kind of stuff. Great concepts, those don't execute. You've got to get tactical. You've got to get very granular. And even at that, we're not looking for Everything we can think of, we're looking for the critical few. Again, the idea of focus. What are the things that matter most? So we're looking for really the least number of tactics to accomplish the goal. And that may be six. It might be 16. It might be 60. I I don't know. It's it's different for every goal and every person and every team. But again, there's a process to kind of sort through what really matters most so that we can be more effective with our time, what we're saying yes to and what we're saying no to. And so that, that plan is very granular, it's very focused, and it's tactical. And it seems to me like that's the big breakdown. So when you say getting into, I hear exactly what you're saying on the conceptual front, right? Because concepts are easy to say, oh, we'll, we'll get more referrals or I'll work with centers of influence. Walk me through what that looks getting, you know, what does it mean to be tactical in that environment? Tactical means that the statements in the plan describe an action that you or someone on the team can take. So get referrals, cross-sell, COIs, those are great concepts. But what we got to get to is one tactic might be to develop a list of 12 COIs. Another tactic might be to meet with two per week and get a minimum of three introductions. One's a one-time tactic, the other's a recurring tactic. But you start to see where we're getting very granular on that. You know, conduct a seminar isn't a tactic, it's a concept, and there's probably six or eight or ten different steps to that, right? We've got to schedule the, the seminar. We've got to create the invite list. We've got to send out the invites. We've got to get the RSVPs. We've got to determine the topic. We've got to, you know, I mean, there's depending on whether you've done it before, there's quite a few steps in that. And, and what we want to do is break it down to the individual steps so that any, any what we would call a tactic or action in the plan literally describes what you do. 
So follow up on hit list is not a tactic. I mean, if you're going to call them, then that's what we say. Call hit list. We email hit list. Whatever that is. I mean, that's how specific we get because that's what it takes to execute well. A conceptual plan does not execute. Same thing at the goal level. Right? We work with a lot of companies. Well, I want to increase sales. I want to improve the culture. I want to, you know, you've got to get very tangible about what's different 12 weeks from now and how will we know it? Because if we can't, if we can't define that as a goal, you can't build a plan to achieve it. It's one of the things you'll see with 12 week plans is the plan itself is very different. And, and the only reason we plan is because it helps you execute, but how that plan is structured and how it's written makes a big difference. It seems to me like that might be part of the reason that you only have one or two. Am I right? It seems to me like, I mean, you're getting down into some important but granular details and having folks really dig in on a couple of things. Is that why you typically suggest only focusing on one or two per 12 weeks? Yeah, partly. The, the real reason is it's because you have limited capacity. It doesn't matter whether you're one or you're 10,000 or you're 100,000. You have limited capacity, physical capacity, time capacity, energy capacity, emotional capacity, and, and that's not something the 12-week-year creates. That exists. And so what we want to do is in order to really be great, we've got to focus in on a few things. If we, The more we take on, the greater the probability that you're not great at anything. And so it's all about focus. It's kind of the difference between a floodlight and a laser beam. They're both light, but very different, right? With a, with a laser beam, that light is focused and you can cut through steel. That's the concept. Brian, one of the things that uh, at least a lot of the advisors that I talk to, as important as their business goals are, yeah, they're personal and they're, I mean, trying to build a a business that serves your life and and not just the other way around is important. I, I assume this is also applicable in kind of some of our personal life goals. Am I right? Absolutely. You know, that's why most people get into this industry. It's the time freedom, money freedom, attraction of it. And, and if you do it right, yeah, you, it, you can actually create that. And so the 12-week year works equally well in your personal life. Sometimes even, I don't, I, I'm going to say better, but almost a little easier. Because, you know, for me to lose weight, for instance, I don't have to get anyone else involved in that. I don't have to convince anyone to invest their money with me or anything else. It's, it's more in my direct control. So sometimes on the personal side, the 12-week year will even come online a little faster. But we take a very holistic approach. I mean, you're one person. Business is part of life. It's not your entire life. And so if business is doing great, the rest of your life sucks. That's not so fun or vice versa. And so most of our clients use the 12-week year on the business side as well as on the personal side. Now, in addition to speaking and, and having written the book, you spend a lot of time working with entrepreneurs, business owners, advisors. What's it like to, to work with somebody in working through this 12-week year process? How does that work? For example, uh, to make it personal, you know, I, somebody like me, I, I listened, uh, love the concept, bought the book, I've got it here marked up, and the idea of I'm very much a concept person. And, and so yeah. concepts are easy. I would assume that part of the, and you know, you mentioned the time freedom, money freedom, and the reason that advisors get into this business. One of the things that I see for a lot of folks as they're sitting there listening, we set a goal. You know, we set this, uh, whether it's an annual goal or whether it's a New Year's resolution, we've set something that already we're, you know, three or four weeks in and not really sure. Yeah, and being in a business that allows for that time freedom, that money freedom, all those things, 
one of the things that we often don't have, in my estimation, is enough accountability, whether it's to ourselves or to somebody else. And so I would imagine that's kind of where you all come in. Yeah. So there's a couple things with that. One of the ways we work with people is one-on-one performance coaches. So all our coaches are certified. They're W-2 employees. They're not contract. And so they're very clear on our process and they're very skilled at coaching. So what makes 12-weeker coaching so effective is the fact that you've got a really good coach plus the 12-week year. And so we use the 12-week year as a platform where what they're going to do is take what you've read in the book and actually help you apply it. The first four sessions are about building your vision, building your plan, understanding how to use a weekly plan and a scorecard to really execute and measure that plan. Because no matter how many plans you've written, every plan is flawed. There is no perfect plan. So the big thing is we got to get out there, we got to execute it, and we got to learn from it. And and the 12-week year facilitates that process. And then when you come up alongside that with a coach that's really skilled to help you confront the breakdowns and identify the opportunities, what you find in that is, one, you're more consistent with the key activities. And so in doing that, the momentum begins to build and the success starts to come online because results are lagged. And the other thing I would say, Chip, is the question I ask every audience I speak to is, what do we have greater control over, the actions or the outcomes? The, the answer is the actions, right? We don't control the outcomes. So the goals are the outcomes, the tactics are the actions. And so the system focuses on, on the, you, you know, to what degree are you taking the actions that you said you needed to take in order to create the outcomes you said you wanted to create? So there's a whole, there's a, a really a self-correcting system with the 12-week year that the coach comes up alongside and helps the coachee, if you will, someone like you, really identify the breakdowns and, and capitalize on the opportunities. And because we're out, you're out there executing and you're, you're executing more consistently, there's feedback coming from the marketplace. So you're able to make smaller adjustments more frequently. And, and that's really what accelerates the success. So you start to build momentum. You start to see the success come online sooner. The stress goes down because a lot of stress is created when we're not doing the things we feel like we should be doing. And so that, that really is the process. When you've got the 12-week year combined with a skilled coach, it's an, it's an unbelievable com- you know, combination. I mean, it's, just, it's really effective because you're addressing what's working and what's not working. The 12-week year shines a light in both those areas. So you'll know what's working so we can do more of it. You'll know what's not working. So you can stop doing that and we can pivot and make the adjustments that you need to make so that the things you are doing are the high payoff activities. And we know that not by guessing or not by what's happened in the past because there's evidence of it today. Well, and when you make that mindset shift that every week's a month, it seems to me like it would drastically decrease the amount of time you're willing to waste because you just don't have it anymore. What about, you mentioned the breakdowns. What are some of the, the breakdowns that you've seen in terms of people and their follow-through or execution? You know, they're, they're, they're all over the board. But here's, I'll give you an example of how the 12-week year can help confront. I'll give you two examples. And they're, interestingly, they're both, as I think about both of these, they're both related to referrals. So we're a coaching advisor who's been in the business 20 years, was actually a managing partner, went back into production and was on a call and he was saying, look, you know, I'm, I'm just not, my referral strategy, my referral stuff's not working. I need different tactics. And so the coach went and looked at the, the 12-week plan and went and looked at the weekly plan. And there was one tactic. It actually was the tactic I just mentioned, right? Develop a list of 12 COIs. 
And so the coach asked him, you know, how's that coming? He said, well, I got one guy on the list and it's really not a COI. It's kind of this quid pro quo thing. Another tactic said meet with two COIs per week, get minimum three introductions or something like that. And the coach knew before she asked, but she said, okay, how's that one coming? And he goes, well, (laughs) you know, that's not happening. Well, it's not happening because he doesn't have a list of COIs. So they spent time talking about what's a COI. How do you enroll them? How do you make them effective? Built some tactics into the plan around that and things took off, right? But they wanted to come up with new stuff. They wanted to pivot and go in a different direction when in fact he hadn't even executed what was in the plan, which is usually the case, right? We're struggling to execute what's in the plan, so we want to change the plan. Well, that's not what we do with the 12-week year. We only change the plan when we've executed and the marketplace tells us to change it. Similar example, we were coaching uh, an agent, had a staff of five, and they, they all had tactics about asking for referrals, and yet they're not getting any referrals. So, you know, the first assumption would be, well, they're probably not asking. But he was, he was monitoring that, and they were asking. What he realized, though, is he never trained him how to ask. <laughs> and so he built some tactics into the plan to do some training with his team on how to, I mean, I think God bless him, most people don't even ask even when they're trained. These guys were willing to. And so when he got them trained up, then they started seeing the, the referrals come in. So the, the 12-week year, because it's a system, it'll always pinpoint the breakdown or opportunity and where you can address it, as opposed to just going, oh, I need new stuff. Right, this stuff's not working. I need new stuff. That's typically what people do when the the plan's not being executed. Because the breakdown chip is in one of two places. If you're not getting the result you want, it's either in the plan or it's in the execution. And 80, 90% of the time, it's the execution. It's not the plan. But most people want to change the plan. One, because it's easier. And two, because they really don't have a way to pinpoint if it's the execution or if it's the plan. With the 12-week year, you'll know. Well, it's definitely easier just to change the plan, right? I mean, it's a little bit, the example I use is like with goals. I mean, it's a lot easier to shoot an arrow and go out and draw a a target around it. And when you can change the plan all the time without ever knowing whether or not it it actually would have worked. And I think a lot of advisors are are like me, Brian. I don't know what your experience with them is. I've never met an idea I didn't like. And, And usually the best one is the most recent one. And so, you know, it's easy to want to chase something shiny. So how do do you all, I mean, you've obviously been very successful. How do you get or or prevent advisors from doing that? Is it the results? I mean, it it just works so well that you, that you don't get distracted? Is it, is it really driving home that focus? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And and I agree with you. That's, it's not just advisors. I mean, we work in every industry, and that's people's natural tendency is to think that the next something they don't know is is the key to them getting to the next level. And if you think about it, I would argue if you just did more consistently of what you know, without learning anything new, you'd have better health, you'd have better relationships, you'd make more money. So it's not just advisors. But what we'll do with advisors in particular is talk about. I give you a great example where this guy was um, with. Um, Morgan Stanley created this plan. It was all about all this new stuff. And the coach says, okay, where's the stuff that drives the economic engine? (laughs) Where's the marketing, the prospecting, the meeting, the face-to-face, all that stuff. And he was all about developing this new stuff that was going to, you know, make it life a whole lot easier. And the coach says, that's fine after we nail the, the core stuff. And so we went back to that plan and focused in on the things that were really fundamental to driving business. And it was interesting because he's out east 
And in the summer, everyone complains you can't do any business because everyone's on holiday. And he went from 80 a month to like 120 a month. When everybody else in the office says, well, you can't do any business these three months because everybody's gone. But it was because we focused on things. Then we say, okay, you have ideas? Great. Put them in a folder. In week 13, we're going to come back. We're going to look at what worked last 12 weeks, what didn't work, you know, where were assumptions on, where were they off, what's different in the marketplace. We're going to reconnect with your vision. We're going to lock and load again. So, you know, every 12, 13 weeks is a fresh start. It's not that ideas are bad, but ideas without implementation, the ideas are worthless. And so rather than chasing a new idea all the time, let's take the current potential you have. Let's actualize it. Why do we need to build more potential when we're not even actualizing what you currently have? And as you learn new things, that's really adding more potential. But the the reality is you're not interested in potential. (laughs) You're interested in making making what you have right now work, right? You're interested in living into that and actualizing it. And so the process isn't that ideas are bad. It's, look, every 12, 13 weeks, we'll get a chance to start from ground zero. We'll entertain anything and everything that might be possible. And again, we'll focus on the critical few that really move the needle. Well, Brian, I I can't think of any better way to to encapsulate it than that. Kind of as we wrap things up, we we try to be an action-oriented podcast. I want folks to be able to to listen and leave with something that they can do. And and I think kind of taking off of what you said, uh, again, this is a a little bit of a a slap in the face for for me. I'll be vulnerable in saying that, yeah, I for one know that I don't reach my potential. Uh, There's a lot of potential out there that, that we don't actualize. What's one thing our listeners, Brian, or, or maybe the first thing other than, uh, and I, I want you to tell us where folks can find you, uh, other than buying the book and, and, and engaging with you all, what's one thing somebody could do today to feel like they were taking a, a good first step towards maximizing and actualizing their potential? Yeah, it's, it's hard to give you one step because to do that is really a system. It'd be great if it were one thing, Chip, right? Like some of these motivational speakers say from the stage, but that never lasts very long. It's really about, you know, there are five disciplines and, and the first is vision. So if you're going to ask me what the starting point is, it's really creating a compelling vision of the future because that's the why. That's why you're willing to step out. That's why you're willing to do things differently. That's why you're willing to do the heavy lifting. And when I say do things differently. It's not so much chase new ideas. It's do the stuff that you've been unwilling to do. In our business, it's not like there's a lot new. I mean, the fundamentals are the fundamentals. And what happens is advisors keep trying to find an easier way. Just acknowledge the fact that there's the reason the industry pays so well is because the heavy lifting here is emotional. It's not physical. You know, you got to get yourself to make the calls and, and put yourself out there. And deal with the rejection. So coming to grips with that says, okay, each day I'm, I'm going to be willing to do the heavy lifting is really the key to success in any area because I don't care whether you're trying to get wealthy, whether you're trying to build a business, whether you're your health, it's about the daily mundane, right? You don't get healthy by going from the South Beach diet to paleo to keep. You do it by eating well and, and exercising daily and weekly. Same thing with wealth. You don't get wealthy with, you know, these big scores. You get wealthy by spending less than you make and saving and investing the difference. And the business is no different. You're successful in business because you're doing the things day in, day out. It's not about occasionally going after this one big thing. 
And so more than anything else, the mindset is to stop looking outside of yourself, stop looking for some new idea, some whiz-bang thing or whatever, and just go execute. Do whatever you got to do to execute daily and stay with it because it'll produce the results. Show up and do work, right? Yep. Yep. I heard a speaker one time say, if this business were easy, everyone would do it and we'd all drive Tauruses. I, I don't even know that they still make those, but uh, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, it really is just a matter of showing up, suiting up, and, and continuing to do the, the little things. Our business, you're right, hasn't changed any more than the game of golf. It's a club and a ball. You can try to refine things as much as you want to, but the truth is the fundamentals of both you know, are still the same after all these years. Yeah, for most advisors, the real crux is how do you get in front of people in a favorable position? You know, if that happens enough, you're going to be successful, um, providing you develop your skill as you go. But the first step is you can have a lot of product knowledge. You've been great at fact-finding whatever. If you don't get in front of people in a favorable way, you have no business. I mean, you'd be out of business. And, and that, that's the heavy lifting in this industry. So, Brian, if, uh, if any of our listeners wanted to uh, just follow up, they, they've heard what you had to say, wanted to learn more, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, a couple ways. One, you can go to 12year.com. And as I mentioned, we do one-on-one coaching, performance coaching. We also have some online programs. If you want to chat, you can just reach out to me directly at Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at 12year.com. One, two, W-E-K-Y-E-A-R.com. And, you know, if you have some idea of what you want, I'll either I'll call you or I'll have someone in the office reach out to you that, that kind of handles that area if you're interested in coaching or something like that. But, but happy to talk with you about, you know, where your practice is and what your goals are for 2020. And whether or not, you know, we have something that can help you get there quicker and get there with bigger impact. You know, what I will tell you is the average advisor with the 12-week year has about a 15 to 30% increase. That's not a guarantee because everybody's different. We literally have thousands, though, that have 100, 200, 300%, 400% increase. I mean, it's just with an entire organization, and they are up 43% over prior for an entire organization because of the 12-week year. So cool thing about the 12-week year is you don't have to wonder, does it work? If you're if you're committed to growing your practice and you're willing to go through a little bit of pain of change, you'll find the 12-week year to be phenomenal. If you have any interest at all, either visit our site or reach out to me directly. I'd love to chat with you and see if maybe we partner with you and help you really crush your goals in 2020. Well, Brian, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time with us. I can I can say to uh, anyone who's listening, uh, Brian means what he says because we set this interview up after hearing him speak. I reached out to him via email, and so he is definitely a man of his word. We'll reach out and uh, follow up and keep up with you. Brian, thank you for, uh, for coming on and talking with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chip. Absolutely. So if you're someone who's heard something that you like, I encourage you to reach out and check out Brian's site. Again, it's 1212weekyear.com. And uh, they've got lots of resources. I encourage you to go over there and check those out. If I can be of any help, don't hesitate to reach out to me or jump into the Facebook group. We appreciate you being with us and listening to another great guest. And we'll be back at you in a couple weeks. To download what we believe is the single most important marketing, selling, and positioning tool for your practice, go to MaximumAdvisor.com slash scorecard now. Subscribe to this show anywhere you listen to podcasts or at MaximumAdvisor.com.